Hey everyone, Ben here with a quick interruption before we get into today's episode to let you know that we have been nominated for a Sports Podcast Award. Yippee! That is very, very exciting. We are actually incredibly honoured and excited to have that nominee. And you, the listener, yes, the very person that is listening to this right now can help us win a Sports Podcast Award and get us on the podium for once rather than always being off the podium. To do so, head to sportspodcastawards.com. Dot com, register to vote, click on the Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast category where you can then vote for us to win. Now, you will have to listen to the other nominees as well, but let's be honest, you know you're going to vote for us because you're listening to our show today, which means we know you like us and we'd very much appreciate the vote in advance. Sportspodcastawards.com, that's how you do it, and we thank you in advance. And everybody who votes for us, we promise to thank you in our acceptance speech should we win. Right now, I'm going to shut up, play some music, and then you're going to hear me talk again as we get into today's episode of Off the Podium. Enjoy. They're standing and they're applauding that dramatic performance by James Torvald and Christopher Dean. Alex Philodeau. It takes a lot to make him happy and he is clearly pleased. She's up. She's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes. Sally Stegel, 132.67 has won at least the medal. She's 0.24 up. You beauty. On the ice for the Gimlet. The Gimlet. It is Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you for day two of Karen's Angry at Ben recording late at night. Also, day 12 of the Beijing 2022 Olympics here to recap another episode in my inside voice, because that's how we've got to speak still for a couple more days. Another exciting day of action and plenty to recap, and it's exciting to be able to welcome back to the show the GOAT, the MVP, the Irene Voost of podcasting. It is Mr. Jared Lubig. Jared, welcome back to Off the Podium. It's a pleasure to have you back. Thank you. It's it's good to be back. I've um, recovered from my three-day Jackie Narapot silver medal celebrations, and I'm, I'm, I'm back on board. <laughs> Well done. I mean, I haven't had the opportunity to talk to you about Jackie. I might have to ask you about that in just a second. Um, Colin, we think, has died. Um, he was scheduled to be here, but uh, he's not. So he may wake up at one point and come back from the dead uh, at some point in this episode. So fingers crossed for that. But you brought it up. I may as well quickly ask you because the last time we had you on was Jackie Knight. Uh, how, how did you fare watching that? Were you disappointed she got the silver or are you happy she got the silver? No, happy she got the silver. I think, like, going into that final one run, we knew that it would make it, like, you'd need a big mistake for the Germans not to win the gold. So extremely happy with the silver. For me, kind of like the moment of the game so far, and I don't think anything's going to top it. Um, but, yeah, just just so thrilled. It's such a wild sport for Australia to win a medal in. So, um, yeah, so happy for her. Wait, wait until Casey wins the mass start cross country on the weekend, Jared. 
then Australia will go absolutely off. Just just quickly, um, given that, you, again, you weren't here on Ariel's night. You and I were just having a bit of a chat about it off air. But, uh, I mean, that was one of the locks that I put in for a goal. The off-the-podium curse continues. But um, how do you feel about the Ariel's? That was, that was a bit of a tricky one to watch. It was. I just feel like and like none of the Aussie girls really found their footing in that final. Um, I think we were extremely uh, lucky to have made the super final for Laura Peel to have made it in the first place. Uh, sorry, Canada. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just, the further it went on, like the more you just had that vibe of like, this, this is not going to be like a, a fairy tale ending to this. I just feel like, the aerials you need like an athlete with like a steely like resolve like Lydia yeah she's crashed out of jumps but just just like it felt safe when she was jumping I'm like okay but just that whole night I was like they're not gonna land it just the whole time it was just like no they're too far down the hill they're too far down the hill then they didn't stretch they didn't do this they didn't do whatever else and it was just like there was just no consistency throughout whereas some of the other athletes like the the American athlete was just like landing like jump after jump after jump. It it reminded me, you're obviously a little bit younger than me, so I don't know if you quite remember the 90s when we did always go into those events with, you know, the Kirsty Marshalls and then obviously the Jackie Coopers where, you know, they're world champions, World Cup winners. It's like, oh, they're so good. They're going to win. They're going to do this. And then ultimately they just never were able to sadly get that luck come the Olympics. That's just what it reminded me of that night. It just felt that way. And it was just, it was, it was a real kind of throwback. And then obviously, you know, Alyssa and Lydia kind of broke that finally. And then obviously David did as well. But um, yeah, just, it was an odd feeling. And I just feel really bad for, for Laura and in particular Danielle Scott too, because she's, um, I think she's so overlooked when it comes to that because Laura has been so good and Danielle's also been incredibly good. But um, yeah, you just, you wonder if they got four more years in them because they both didn't really want to commit, did they? No, it's a, it's a tough one. I feel like it's been like this in like a lot of events where we've had like you know, people with like world champions and all these World Cup titles, but the Olympics is just a different breed. The fact that it only comes round every four years, there's just so much more pressure. And I just feel like the winter sports as well, like just so many of them are like on a knife edge between like victory and defeat. It's just so much going into it that it's just... Yeah, it'll be tough to see if they can hang around another four years. It's a it's a long time, especially in a sport like aerials. Yeah, well, Lydia did five, so and Jackie did five as well, didn't she? So you never know. Um, how do you feel about bobsled Bree? This is this is just day twelve. Let's catch up, Jared, on everything that he's missed over the last four days. But bobsled Bree, were you happy with fifth? Yeah, I. <laughs> I feel like normally, yes. And I think maybe this was like the Jackie Narricot like follow on of like, oh, we've, we've, we won a medal in, in sliding. And now like, like, oh, bobsled Bree, she's kind of had like slightly better form than Jackie. Like what can she do? And then just the fifth was impressive given how it started. But I think the, if you said at the very beginning, like she's going to finish fifth, it would have been disappointing. But given that she came back from like 10th after or her first run or whatever it was, um, it was impressive, but it was just, it was hard not to be a little bit disappointed. I really thought she could have got on like the podium there going into it. Yeah. That first run cost her, but uh, she'll be back there with Kiara. She'll be bringing Ben back down the sled in a, in a couple of days, other uh, the track, I should say in a, a couple of days. Um, while we're just on the topic of Australian results in terms of 
today. I was going to lead with curling and ice hockey, but we'll get to that in a minute. I guess we're on the top of Australia right now. Um, two uh, events today, well, three, I guess, technically two sports had Australians in them. So we had in the men's slalom, uh, Louis Moulin Schult uh, did not finish in the slalom, sadly. I, I blame the fact that he shaved his mo. Uh, he had a mo going into the Olympics and he got rid of it. So uh, sad for Louis there, but um, he uh, he's an Olympian. He can never take that away from him, and I think he's pretty proud of, of that fact as well. And he's got one of the best names, I think, uh, on our team. So uh, props to him for having an awesome name. And in the cross-country skiing, uh, we had the... Uh, the team sprint classic, which I actually I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that they alternate every four years by so this year it was the classic and then four years ago it was the the skate or the the whatever that one's called so I, I like how they kind of alternate between it every four years that's kind of cool um, but Australia in their semi-final and the women's were eighth uh, with Jess and Casey there uh, so I believe that means they finished. 14th overall or 16th overall. Uh, didn't come last. We beat Ukraine, Croatia, Latvia, Turkey, and Belarus, our traditional cross-country skiing rivals. So uh, good job there. And in the men's, uh, Australia finished 11th in their semifinal. Beat Lithuania and Korea. That's always good. Uh, with Phil and Sevi, who, uh, sorry to say to Louis, but I, I think Sevi's got the best name on the Australian team. Sevi DeCampo, like a brilliant name. Uh, so he wins the best name on Team Australia in uh, Beijing 2022. Uh, but we did get beaten by Britain in cross-country skiing, the ashes of the Olympics, Jared. Um, did you see? That actually was on TV. And great little thing too that happened today uh, is when I was in the research lounge this afternoon, Josh, uh, basically my boss, was um, sort of he's feverishly going the notes. I'm like, oh, what's going on? And he's like, oh, yeah, just I'm just preparing some some notes. Dave Colbert's going to be commentating the cross country skiing tonight. I'm like, what? They're not going for the OBS? And they're like, no, no, they've decided to put Dave in the chair for cross country skiing. He basically knows nothing about it, so I'm getting it all ready to go. And I want to say he did brilliantly. I don't know if you saw it tonight, but you could not tell that this man had never commentated cross country skiing before. So props to Dave Colbert. Um and. Props to Channel 7, me sucking up again, but like we're actually showing that pretty much in prime time. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was exciting to see some live sport um, and, and some good exposure for the cross-country skiing. And I feel like this team's event is, um, it's a good one to show because it's not, it's not too long. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's interesting with all the lead changes and the fact that the athletes, the two athletes of the team each go three times. Like it's just an interesting setup and like, I feel like they can make the changeovers more exciting. There should be a button or something rather than this, like uh, touch them on the shoulder or whatever and off they go. And it's really, the changeovers are really messy. There's just people, bodies and people everywhere. Um, but no, a, a fun event and, and glad that we got to see um, see it live. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. And it's always exciting that when you know you obviously don't have a lot of options to choose from it's not like the summer olympics where you know you probably got 10 12 events on every single time there are literally moments of the day where you've only got one sport on and it's actually been really good to see that rather than showing 50 replays of the two medals that we won a week ago uh that they're actually showing so all afternoon you had ice hockey and then obviously you had cross-country skiing um i mean they're showing the short track right now um so yeah no it's 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 really good they're doing that just on the cross-country skiing we should say just while we're on that topic uh in the women's team sprint germany won the gold from sweden and rock and in the men's norway the gold finland silver 
and rock the bronze. Um, I'll get your opinions on ice hockey and curling anyway, Jared, because I know you're an expert on both. Um, good news for Canada. The men are through to the semifinals. Uh, they lost last night. I was watching that game against Rock uh, while I was watching the hockey, and they, they lost in an extra end, but uh, results went their way today enough where they are through to the semifinals. And in the women's, they play uh, this evening. Uh, as a matter of fact, their game uh, is underway, and I'll give you a, a breaking news in the curling, see how that's going. And I believe they are currently in third at the moment overall, and they have to win tonight to go through. And at the moment, breaking news in the curling, Canada 0, China 3. So they need to pick their game up there. Um, have you watched any more of the, the curling at all, Jared? And are you excited to see at least one of the Canadian teams have made it into the medal rounds for once? I haven't seen the curling for a couple of days, um, but maybe maybe I'll pick it back up for the semis and the finals, uh, at least the finals and, and the and the medal matches for sure. But um, yeah, I feel like I kind of lost a little bit of interest after the team's event. I think having like the Australian connection obviously makes it a bit more exciting to watch, um, but keen to kind of get back into it, particularly with like not as many sports on, like it's good to, I feel like there's enough time in the day to, to get a little bit of a glimpse of it, of everything that's, that's, that's running. Our beautiful Oscar Ericsson is still uh, in it, of course, Sweden, uh, in through to the semis and Bruce Mowat, a uh, chance for another medal there for Scotland, uh, sorry, Great Britain, uh, they're through. So I believe the U.S., uh, John Schuster, Mr. Duck Dynasty himself, uh, essentially has to win their last match for them to have any chance of defending their gold that they won in Pyeongchang. They are currently sitting in fourth place. And, yeah, in the women's, uh, so Canada are in fourth place right now. But uh, a loss would not be good, uh, particularly given that Britain are uh, not playing right now, but uh, I believe they will play tomorrow. And also breathing down their neck, is the US who Canada beat earlier today. And currently, though, US are getting beaten by Japan uh, for nothing. So maybe a loss there will help a little bit Canada if USA also loses well. Uh, in the ice hockey, uh, so in the women's bronze medal match, that's happening right now. Finland are one nothing up over Switzerland. Uh, apparently, I was told today by a fellow researcher, Ray. Hello, Ray, if you're listening that um, today is the first time in Olympic history that the same two sides played in both the men's and women's in ice hockey. So the men's Finnish team and the men's Swiss team played in a quarterfinal today, Finland winning 5-1, and the women's team are playing exactly the same time right now, and Finland are one nothing up. So a bit of history going on there. But in the other two quarterfinals that have happened today, Rock 3, Denmark 1, no surprise there. They will play Finland. But the boil over, Jared Lubick, Team USA are out. Slovakia 3, USA 2 in a shootout, if you don't mind. Now, uh, Slovakia got the first goal. USA got the next two. Slovakia equalized with about 30-odd seconds on the clock to go in the third period. No goal in overtime. And then USA just could not find the back of the net in the shootout. Slovakia found one goal. Boom. Thank you very much for coming, USA. Bugger off back to America. Slovakia will play either Sweden or Canada for a shot at the gold medal. Uh, they're the Germany of 2022, I think, Slovakia. Never made it past the semifinals. They finished fourth before. But um, don't know if you watched this or not. But, uh, yeah, I think Team USA, pretty shitty that they got eliminated in the Olympics by Slovakia. 
I did watch this and it was great. Um, love an underdog win, uh, even more so an underdog win against the US. Um, it was just fun. It was fun. It was exciting. The drama of like the comeback being in like the last 30 seconds, then nothing in overtime and then the shootout. It was just, I feel like we got a little bit of everything. Like it was a good hockey game for people who don't watch ice hockey often. So um, I'm thrilled for Slovakia to, to have made it through. Are they your pick now? Are you going to be on the Team Slovakia bandwagon? Be careful with your answer because Canada could be playing them in a day or so. You know what? I, I am on, on that bandwagon the whole way. They're, they're going to bring home the gold. You watch. You're just you're just Team Slovakia. You're going to get the jersey. Yeah. You're going to be just cheering them on all the way to the bank, basically. Um, all, you know, people calling them Czechoslovakia. Well, I mean, halfway there, essentially. So, um I, I, I know what to get you for Christmas now. Um, your your favorite team, Slovakia, uh, Bratislava Central. Uh, I don't know, Bratislava FC. Well, not FC, HC it would be, wouldn't it? So um, I, I, I'm telling you now, if, if Canada don't make it through, I'm, I'm team Finland all the way. The Finns, they need it. And we don't want Rock going through again. Come on, Rock. Uh-huh. Just... The US just, is out, so stop. like, what's the point of Rock going through? Like that grudge match isn't on the table anymore. So, it's. I mean, it is actually the exciting one. It will. It will either just start as we are on air, or we'll just uh, start while we finish, depending on how long we go for. But Sweden, Canada, that was the one quarterfinal that I mean, I said was the good one. I, I said all the others were shoo-ins for the teams, and I got one of them wrong clearly. But uh, obviously, Rock and Finland lived up to their part of the deal. But, yeah, Sweden-Canada, always good value, those two. That's a rematch of the 2014 gold medal match, of course. And um, I don't know, you might favour Sweden slightly, just just in terms of uh, sort of a lot more European players, obviously, in that team, when Canada's got a lot more of their sort of, uh, you know, junior players that probably never even make the NHL. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, Finland winning the women's bronze at the moment with that one are the medal results today outside of the cross-country ones that I just said. Uh, so in the Alpine skiing, in the men's slalom, it was Clement Noel of France beat Johannes Strolls. He couldn't get to the double goal, but he's come away with a gold and a silver Johannes, so he'll be pretty happy with that. And Sebastian Foss-Solveig of Norway, the bronze in the biathlon. Sweden took the gold in the women's relay, silver to rock and bronze to Germany. And in the freestyle skiing slope style, gold to the US, Alex Hall from US, that's what I just said. Uh, Nick Go- uh, Gepa is his name, not Gopa, it's Gepa. Uh, we discovered that today. USA, Silver, and Jesper Chader of Sweden took the bronze. Did you did you watch this? We, we had a bit of a discussion over the last couple of days about how having the slope style and the big air, even though it's snowboard and freestyle skiing, basically at the same time, is a bit confusing because you kind of get them a bit confused. But uh, did you watch much of the, uh, the slope style at all today, Jared? I didn't catch any of this. Um, yeah, I have mixed feelings on on the whole big air, big air half pipe and slope style. I feel like they're like a little bit too similar to have all of them um, in the Olympics. But probably a discussion for another time on the sports episode. There's lots of things I would change actually on the Winter Olympics in like in like multiple sports, even like biathlon and like cross country and stuff there's just a lot of events that i feel could be culled or improved or combined 
do you, do you think that with biathlon and cross country because they're basically the same one just has a gun that maybe you just like to to save some time have them all go at the same point and then basically so like the biathletes essentially they they maybe like you you put a rope in between the courses right so you've got the 10k and then basically you know somebody shoots every now and then and then somebody, I don't know, like, and, and then like, cause it's Nordic combined, you can have someone ski jumping in the background, like save on costs, you know, the ISC would save some money, right? Yeah. I just feel like there's a lot with all these like different distances and stuff. It's like if in the Olympics, I mean, I suppose there are different distances in running. So that point probably doesn't stand. Um, <laughs> but if you had like a marathon and then a half marathon and I don't know, a quarter marathon, like instead of just the marathon as like the, the standout event, it's just, there's a lot, and I but I am I am liking these relays, but I just think it could be improved. And I do think, while I do love Nordic Combined and think it should definitely be there and shouldn't move, I do feel like the Winter Olympics needs its version of like the pentathlon or like the decathlon or the heptathlon. Like and there needs to be a, something where there's like more sports involved. I want to see somebody who has to skate and then they have to ski and then they have to snowboard. I want to see like the pinnacle athlete who can do all of the elements of a winter sport and then chuck in like a skeleton run on, on the end. <laughs> and then at the end, they've got to do a short uh, program in figure skating. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got to land a triple Lutz essentially. And then the half pipe, they've got to do the scream and semen uh, and then win a shootout against Slovakia in the ice hockey um, to see how they will go with that. Uh, I like that idea. Though. Can anybody that hear works me? A trick. Hello, Colin. Welcome to Off the Podium. My name is Ben. Ugh. I'm the... He sounded very happy this evening. Um, how are you doing, Colin? Welcome to the show. I'm speaking in my Karen voice again tonight, just letting you know. So just for anybody out there is wondering, never have children, um, <laughs> like ever. Colin, the advocate for fathers once again on the show. Yep. Oh, uh, I, I, well, I'm going to say the, the good and the bad. The good is that uh, because I had a child that uh, woke up screaming every hour on the hour, um, I was able to catch three out of the four quarterfinal matches so far uh, in the hockey. But uh, because of that, I only fell asleep three hours ago and somehow slept through my alarm for the first time in my life. So what did I miss? Has Charles Hamlin gone yet? Um, I believe he hasn't. No, Uh, we were just talking, uh, catching Jared up on his opinions in the last few days. We talked a little bit about Canada and the curling doing well, and and well, even though they're losing right now in the women's, but we'll we'll see how that goes. And also about Slovakia uh, causing oh, the yeah. upset of the games. So I mean, how 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 is Canada feeling about the USA getting eliminated by Slovakia? I I don't know yet because I just woke up. Um, you tell me how is Canada feeling about US being eliminated by Slovakia? I believe it was so great that Ottawa is empty now. The, the streets are free. Uh, Trudeau has Trudeau has given up his emergency powers. Yep. This was all about the United Canada. States. It had nothing to do with the curling, nothing to do with yep. protests, nothing. I, I believe uh, Russia has completely withdrawn their troops from Ukraine. Uh, I believe <laughs> Palestine and Israel have signed a peace agreement. Um, it's it's a, it's a peaceful day for the world. Uh, Slovakia beat the USA. Everything is great. North Korea and South Korea are one nation again. Um, you know, Jared likes. He's, he's even more of a goat now. Colin likes the mixed relays at the Olympics. Um, like it's just 
peace and ben's neighbors are not disturbed by his noise apparently so yes um so i'm seeing here just on the so where i think the relay is literally starting now on channel seven ah don't spoil it yet oh no well i'm not going to because i've got the live timing in front of me which is implying that it's not super live because uh, there's 17 laps to go according to the live timing and it just started uh, on our screens right now. So I'm going to avoid the live timing so I can actually um, see what is going on. Uh, but are, are you happy, Colin, that Slovakia beat the USA? Uh, you know, I I wasn't really invested one way or the other, but uh, I thought that it's something that's going to be remembered. It's going to be... Uh, one of the more memorable moments of these Olympics. It was, it was incredible watching it all the way through the shootout. Uh, and I might just have uh, a suggestion for our daily Dale today because of it. Hey, I might as well. So <laughs> look at us thinking on the same way. And just also quickly on the curling, are, are you happy that you've got at least one team guaranteed through to the, the semis now? So who is it? Cause I haven't Can, caught the up men, on it. The men. Uh, so oh, basically, the the men lost last night, but uh, with the way the results went today, they are uh, confirmed a spot in the semifinals. Uh, so I thought they had to beat Great Britain first, or is that happened? because of how? Well, no, that it hasn't. But because um, the way the results played out today, with other teams losing, Canada are confirmed in the semis. Ah. So it's yeah. So basically, they can lose tomorrow, and they're still in. The the women are playing right now, and the last last score check, they were three nothing down against China, and I do believe they need to win to make it through. It is 3-1 right now in that match. But, I mean, considering that they have come back from being 1-3 and and they've won three Mm. in a row, I'm feeling a little bit better. But that will be the huge underdog story of this country. (coughs) Ah, I'm choking on it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, very much so. But if if we manage to come back from uh, the the terrible start that we had in curling on both men's and women's sides, this could be because we were talking yesterday about this kind of being similar to uh, hockey in Salt Lake City. Uh, the only difference being is that I guess it's men's and women. So imagine if we end up meddling in both. I mean, th- this will be our miracle on ice. Well, our miracle on ice and off the podium will be if Charles Hamlin can win our first ever gold for off the podium. And right now with 31 laps to go. Am I meant to be spoiling this for you, Colin, or are you not seeing this at all? Are you watching I am at 41 or? laps to go right now. I, I saw oh. it was starting and press play. Okay. Tell you what, uh, Jared and I will be nice and not spoil it at all. <laughs> so there you go. I felt bad the other day when we did that with the ski jumping, but at the same time, not really. But uh, we've got 30 laps to go on our side anyway. Um, other results, so uh, while we've been on air, the men's aerials final has been won and done, and China have gotten another goal on that. Uh, Ki Gung Pao, Gong Pu, uh, gold for China. Uh, Alexander Abramenko of Ukraine, the silver, and Ilya Burov of Rock, the bronze, which Jared, we're still trying to work out, was he happy with that? or Because uh, you said he was like punching the ground, basically, or think happy but it's always hard to tell with the uh the, the rock athletes i think those heart heart medications kicking in mm. basically so he too will have an asterisk next to his name um if he you know well, he's on the podium i guess um also just quickly the women's 1500 meters uh will come after this relay and it looks as though no canadians will be in there sorry Aww. to say Kim Booten did not make it through. Ariana Fontana did, and so did Suzanne Schulting. So it will be the battle of the big guns in that one. 
and I do believe no uh, non-Asian countries ever won that event. So we could have a battle between Italy and, and the Netherlands to break a bit of a record in that one. Um, so they're our only medal events to be decided. This 5,000 relay that's going on right now and the women's 1,500 metres. One that I wanted to quickly talk about, which I'm actually very sad we uh, didn't weren't able to talk about it last night because I think definitely athlete of the day yesterday. Sorry, Irene, who thanks for liking our post, by the way. Irene just <laughs> liked our post on Twitter. So she let me she likes off the podium, um, as did Cindy Clarkson today. Uh, you mean so, Clara Hughes? Clara Hughes, that one as <laughs> the well. The other one. Thank <laughs> you very much. The other one, spoiling uh, our special day. So big day for likes. Lydia Lassela liked our post on Dale Beg Smith yesterday. That made me happy. Uh, so Lydia loves the Dale, but in the Nordic combined yesterday, uh, Jarl Magnus Reba of Norway kicking ass in the ski jumping, uh, into the cross country skiing was miles ahead and took a wrong turn and basically started going down the finishing <laughs> section of the course and had to basically unlap himself to redo it and end up finishing, I think an eighth or ninth place. I mean, this is ridiculous, um, I, and I feel I'm so. I'm currently bad for watching him somehow be fifth place in the men's relay here in the speed skating. Now we know yeah, where he ended I actually, up. I just saw him finish sixth in the aerials. Um, <laughs> so he's he's all over the place today. He's our new um, David Morris. This is the guy who's going to pop up, <laughs> just looking really confused, still on his skis. <laughs> Closing ceremonies. That's where he's going to be, right in front of Thomas Bach, knocking him off the, his little speech podium. Um, but I mean, this is ridiculous, Jared. Um, I also believe that by him uh, doing this, um, that uh, the riding element has been banned from uh, Milan onwards for animal cruelty. <laughs> so thanks, y'all, for that. But um, I mean, this is extraordinary. You're saying about the Nordic combined. Um, you know, Paul Yarl here. Uh, maybe I need to send him that fake gold medal that I've got. Yeah, this was a shocker. I feel like we had something similar happen in Pyeongchang, but maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But I don't know. Better, it's just weird that it's even possible for this to happen. Like, surely they could just like rope off that section of the course till they need it. Like, it's only needed to finishing straight. It doesn't like it shouldn't be an option. And like, better signposting than just like the sign was just like I don't know a four piece of paper that said like lap <laughs> pointing left, finish pointing right. Like it was just. She's just stupid that it could even happen, but oh, I felt sorry for the guy. And was it in Mandarin too? <laughs> Maybe. Really quickly, Colin, how many laps do you have to go? 13. Damn it. I'm I've at got nine. Two to go. <laughs> oh, you're at nine? I've got two. I just, I can't <laughs> say a damn thing. This is ridiculous. I'm literally on the final lap right now. And. Okay. I mean, it, we're still in first here for me, so I don't know. Colin, you, you got to tell me when you're on like your last few laps because I, I can't say a thing. I will. I cannot say a thing. This is um. I I just I'm just going to shut up. I'm, I, I want to talk about the Nordic combined. Um. I I mean, look, if if I'm driving down the highway and I take a wrong turn and I've got a big red sign that says wrong way, go back. Surely at the Olympics they can afford to put one of those there. <laughs> Jared, how many laps have you got to go? Uh, four. Eight. Okay. Okay, four, eight. How this is, this how is, is this going to be Canada's gold and yet we're behind you? <laughs> live, live commentary here on Off the Podium in Karen's voice um, as Ben knows the result already. Um, I, I want to get some live reactions here from both Jared and Colin, Colin Powell, because uh, this could be the moment. I'm at five. Off the podium, that off the podium streak 
I'm just amazed at this point that nobody has wiped out. Like this is the cleanest short track speed skating relay in history. All right, Jared, you must be at the end of this by now. I am. All right, Colin, Colin, bring us home. It looks like Canada is gaining the lead right now on Korea. And we have another exchange and we're gaining it even more. Uh, (laughs) These last couple laps are going very well for Canada. I can't tell if that's Charles Hamlin or somebody else. Um, they all look the same to me. <laughs> Canada is still the lead on the final lap, and Italy has pulled into third. Republic of Korea in second, and Canada across the finish line. And the curse is in the purse for me. Ben <laughs> continues to ruin people's careers, <laughs> but Colin is not the problem. Again, two Olympics in a row. I'm not the problem. <laughs> ben, you're, you're the not problem. The problem. I am definitely the problem, and I hate that I have to use my Karen voice right now because, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news in off the podium, we have a freaking gold medalist. <laughs> and and it is the only man who gave us a medal in Pyeongchang. Like, this is what yeah. Charles Hammond, we can, why is he coming back? Does he want to tie Cindy Clausen's record? Which, by the way, he just tied Cindy Clausen's record as well. That's another big deal, at least here in Canada. Uh, does he want to break Penny Alexiak's record now? Uh, no. All he wants is every single Olympics to do something to support Colin and something to hold Ben down. <laughs> which which member of your team has the really bad hairstyle? Is it Stephen uh, Dubois? <laughs> Maybe. It's like he's got like a, I don't know, a tire mark down the middle of his head or something. Like that. <laughs> I but, think that's um, Stephen Dubois. I thought he kind of looked like uh, this. I don't know if you know the Submariner, uh, the, the comical character. No, no. Is this like that adequately normal band that you were talking about last night or whatever the hell it was? Or, the what? Uh, that that band. It was like adequately normal or the Nickelback follow-up or whoever oh, the hell they were last night. Oh, <laughs> default. Default, sure. Um, adequately normal. <laughs> that, that's Jared's band. Often get them confused. Well, I was going to say um, that could be the off-the-podium band. We could compete with Fatty Esther. <laughs> I'm I'm just disappointed that Baz and Georgie aren't jumping up and down for off the podium right now. Like this is this is this is freaking groundbreaking, ladies and gentlemen. Like over a hundred guests on this show. We had twenty-five on team OTP going into this. Um and if people are not knowing, Canada just won the men's five thousand meter relay and never, ever has any of our guests that we have had on before their Olympics gone on to win a gold medal. We've had we've had silvers, we've had bronzes, lots of bronzes, um, but never a freaking gold medal. And it was Colin, of course, who interviewed him. Uh, what was that? It was, back tw- was it the beginning of 2018 or was it the end of 2017? It was, it, I think it was the end of 2017 because it was a couple months out from Pyeongchang still. Right. But now, now Ben's going to create another curse. Well, we've never had somebody who's officially interviewed before that games who has won a gold medal. <laughs> Well, I mean, technically that is true. Like I'll, I'll do the different levels of statistics there, but I, we, we're going to claim this. This is, you know, this is a gold. Uh, do you still have his number in your Rolodex, Colin? I, you can can... Dig, I can dig up his publicist's info. Um, she he was did, very helpful um, last time. He did like, um, I think I left a comment on one of his posts yesterday or the day before, and he, he liked our comment. So um, he's, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Charles. Canada win the gold. Your third gold of the games now, Colin, as well. You, so You um, know what? I thought that, uh, I thought you were referring to uh, Stephen Dubois' hair, but I, are you referring to Charles Hamlin, who literally has a mohawk right now? Is it so that is Charles Hamlin? Has yeah, got he, he, just, he, he went with the mohawk for this race. Something new, okay, I guess. Well, when when we get him back on the show, and I'll join you for that interview, I will be sure to bring up the fact that he looks like somebody just run over his head with a tie. <laughs> 
Um, maybe but that's what it takes gold. to win a gold medal. It's taken us three Olympics to get a gold medalist, and you're finding something wrong with the man? So aerodynamic, that hairstyle. <laughs> yes. The helmet maybe gets in the way. I don't know. Just, just wait till Friday night when I can speak at a normal level to really express my emotions. But congratulations to Charles, our, our first ever guest that has been on this show, has gone on to win an Olympic. Oh, Jared is just over the moon right now, Jared. Your, your streak's still 100% as well. You know it. I'm just disappointed you didn't take the opportunity of being ahead to do a breaking news. Canada <laughs> defaulted in the... I, I wanted to, but I also wanted to be nice to Colin because I feel that Colin just gets a little bit angry at me sometimes. Well, I but, wonder you know, why. <laughs> True, all those thro- throwing chair moments. The last time you did a breaking news in the middle and spoiled it for me, you said Justine DeFerlapointe is down, and then it came true, okay? (laughs) So you're not allowed to talk and spoil things for me anymore. (laughs) I'm not allowed to talk. I'll get a phone call and get told off. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Karen will be disturbing asleep. Did you tell Jared the best part of all that story, that it was each time you were about to say something negative about Channel 7? (laughs) I, I left that part out because we ignore that part, Colin. Um, we ignore the the stern talking to I got today, um, taken into the office. Ben, what were you saying about Channel 7 last night? Thank you very much. Um, so, yes. Just for that, we're going to send you home on mm. Saturday. That hidden well, microphone uh, bug, bugged in like the lampshade. You've always got to check the lampshades. It's where they're always hidden. <laughs> you think I know that watching all these James Bond films. Fun fact, I think I'm actually appearing on Today Tonight next week. So <laughs> TV appearance by Ben Mortimer. Naomi Robson's back, Jared. Did you know? Um, oh, good to know. Going, going, good. You know what happened to Naomi Robson? I miss Naomi Robson. Bring back Naomi Robson. Me too. Was a Wawa kid? The cannibal? Remember that cannibal that she, like, tried to steal away from, like, was that Indonesia or something like that? Or Papua New Guinea? Are you saying she's still a cannibal? Is that what I'm hearing? No, they're, they're legitimately. So, like, it's one of these, um, like, a current affair. Like, I know you got a current affair in all well, this current affair in America. I don't know if you got it in Canada. Mm. But so, like, we, we literally have a current affair. It's on Channel 9. And the rival for that was Today Tonight. So, trashy, you know, like, pensioners getting robbed by the government. You know, we <laughs> investigate tonight at 6. Um, dodgy tradies, are they stealing your underwear? We, you know, investigate tonight at 6. <laughs> And so there was one, so the host of the one on Channel 7 today, tonight for a long period of time was a woman called Naomi Robson. She actually was like pretty good, like for the type, it was a shit show, but so was The Current Affair. Both of them were shit. I'm not just trying to bag out Channel 7. All those types of shows are shit. Um, But anyway, there was, she flew to, I think it was Papua New Guinea. And there was basically like a little boy who I think was like, um, like in a tribe. And it was literally like a tribe of cannibals. And so they they got like they caught a wind and they wanted to like rescue him and bring him back to Australia because like oh no like mummy and daddy are gonna eat Wawa, so basically there was like a big shit storm over and I think like the government got, I can't even remember the incident I'm probably making all this up but essentially she made all the headlines because it was all like she tries to kidnap a little boy from the parents. And I don't know, it was overblown as often stuff is in the media in Australia. But it was just, I just remember this like story for like how long? It was like a month or something ridiculous, wasn't it? Jared was like, Naomi Robson versus Wawa. Like, God, when was that? That I feel like that like 15 years ago or something like that. A while ago, yeah. Yeah. God, you, you miss out, Colin, on Australian, quote, journalism. Now you can see why I am how I am, you know, as a journalist in this country. 
So um, shout out to Naomi Robson, big fan of Off the Podium. Um, she loves it. It's what she's up to now. Um, breaking news. Result, breaking. Oh, okay. Breaking news. Yes. Are we celebrating the gold? Uh, well, with the bronze is going on right now in women's hockey. And big yeah, surprise, Finland. Finland has a 2 nothing lead. Is, is that the breaking news? Is that all you want yes, to Yes, I just me? saw their second goal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, can, can I give you breaking news in the curling? Ooh. Canada 3, China 3. Ooh. So, uh, and USA are getting spanked by Japan and not in the good way. Six Men's two. or women's? Uh, all women's tonight. Okay. So, well, because they uh, didn't have the trucker hats. They didn't. They they absolutely didn't. Um, but yeah, Jared, on, please tell on, me you've seen the American curlers with their mullets, their mustache. Oh, let's send him a picture. I'm gonna find somebody here. Jared, this is the new like on. Norwegian pants, you know, from uh, Pyeongchang when they change oh, it their is pants better. Like, for every match. This yeah, well, because Norway haven't worn the fancy pants these mm. Olympics, so I think it, it is the mullets. It's the Duck Dynasty Team USA. Um, which makes sense why their mixed curl, uh, the mixed doubles guy had that weird trucker hat on during those um, those matches. While Colin digs that up and sends it to Jared, so just uh, we've obviously gone over both the Australian results, but uh, some other Canadian results for you today. Even though we've gotten the gold now, um, so in the slalom, Eric Reed was twenty fourth, and Trevor Philp. Again, missing an eye from his name. Did not finish. Put an eye on your name, mate. You'd probably finish. Um, so, sucks to be him. Uh, in the women's biathlon, Canada finished 10th in the 4x6 relay. They beat the USA. That's all we care about. Well done, Canada. Um, in the cross-country skiing, uh, they did not make the final of the women's, and I've already closed that one, so I, they... Well, I don't know, beat Australia probably in the semi, but didn't make it. Uh, in the men's, fifth in the final. Good job, Canada. Um, only behind Sweden and uh, beat the USA as well. So uh, you'll actually, I was going to say, were you close to a medal? Uh, I mean, 18 seconds. That's pretty close in cross-country skiing, I guess. So <laughs> that's pretty good, Colin. Fifth in cross-country skiing for your men. Good job. Yeah, I, I woke up and saw that this morning as well. Um, I'm, these are a lot of the sports that we struggle more in. We're turning around. Although cross-country skiing, we have medaled. It's just we haven't medaled since Turin, I think. I think uh, Becky, and, Becky Scott and then that was Salt Lake City and then Shonda Crawford and Turin. Shonda Crawford, there is there is the greatest guest we have yet to have on the show, even though I've talked to her several times. Um, wait till we get Shonda Crawford. She, she will bring cross-country skiing back. There's your um. There's your homework. I've got a list of people I'm contacting this weekend, so uh, you've you've got your homework ready to go. Um, I I had Chandra at- Crawford. Uh, she she ended up as a last minute replacement, hosting one of the entertainment nights here for the Canada Games. Uh, and I had previously talked to her about appearing on the show. Uh, and I actually I, I contacted her a second time and said, hey, you're going to be appearing in the Canada Games. Do you want to do an interview about that too? And she says, oh, sorry, this is really rushed. I don't have time. Uh, and then somehow she actually spotted me in the crowd <laughs> and waved to me and tweeted me. <laughs> nice to see you, Colin. Hope we can oh line God, up that interview Colin. soon. Well, That's a gold medalist there. <laughs> what was that, three, three years ago, two years ago, Colin? She's waiting for your email. Like, I, yeah, it's been know? a couple of years. Uh, I, I think we had her on the list um, to contact again. I don't know if I, I gave you a couple athletes when you said the last round you were oh, contacting. Blame me. you ever tried. 
Well, she's she's <laughs> she's a much busier person now than she used to be. Well, I I'll, I'll look through the list. Um, I will say Channel Seven now airing the women's bronze medal match. So there you go. Uh, and so I have eleven got, minutes and twenty seconds to go. How about you? Uh, I've got a slow motion replay right now. Uh, eleven minutes and thirteen seconds to go. So oh, okay. What am I, well, then I'm caught up to you now because it's been seven Good seconds job. since I said that. J- Jared, what about you? What do you have left? Uh, eleven minutes forty. Oh, oh, slow in Sydney tonight. Apparently. Well, let's not spoil um, this. I know Jared's really, really excited mm-hmm. about the finish. Hey, Jared, Jared, do you miss you missed out on Jared? swearing his allegiance to Team Slovakia. He's just called Slovakia <laughs> as a gold medalist of these games. And I know what I'm buying for Christmas, a Slovakia personalised jersey with Lubik on the back. Well, so, I mean, um, this is only the second time they've ever even had the chance to play for a medal. Yeah, uh, they finished fourth in Vancouver, did they not, I think? I think it was Vancouver. It was. It might have been Turin, but it was, uh, it was within there. Uh, but I mean, mm. if you were going to expect somebody to play for medal, you would expect the Czech Republic and not the other half, Slovakia. Uh, and yep. I mean, U.S. It's like, yeah, they've been hit and miss uh, for men's hockey in the Olympics, but I mean, they came in undefeated. So, yeah, huge, huge deal. I will chip in for Jared's Slovakia jersey. Wow, Jesus, you're going against your own country, Colin. They haven't played yet tonight, so that would have started by now, wouldn't it? So, mm. um, oh no, not it starts in 14 yet. minutes. 14 minutes it starts. Um, so uh, in the slope style, um, Max Moffat was ninth. Uh, but the good news is he, he beat a Kiwi, Ben Barclay. That's bare minimum for all Canadian winter athletes is beat the Kiwis. Um, as I mentioned in the women's 1500 metres, uh, no Canadians through to the final. So bad luck for Canada there, um, but they tried. Um, although in the B final, uh, both Kim Booten and Courtney Sarolt will be battling it out to finish eighth in the Olympics. So <laughs> why, do, why do they have to have B finals? I just don't. Jared, you're shaking your head. You're, you're like, what is the point of a B final? They've got to go. This is just so bad. <laughs> it's just... They, they talk it up in, like, the snowboard and ski cross. Like, oh, they're important for World Cup rankings. It's like, well, why does an Olympic event have to count? Like, the Olympics should yeah. be above the World Cup. Like, it's like, what does it matter? Like, Because they don't even do ranking points the same in tennis anymore, do they, Jared? Or did they change that recently? They bought in ranking points for the Olympics, but then I think I think they're gone again. So right. I don't, they just change their time, mind each time they roll around. But I just don't just give everybody the points for fifth. And, yep. like, what yep. I really don't understand is – Obviously, not everybody does B finals, but everybody does World Cups. So there are sports that don't care because they don't count the Olympics as part of the World Cup, and they shouldn't. It's it's something separate. So why does it matter to some sports and not others? Yeah, it's it's strange. Like I want the hundred meter sprint to have the B final. Like I mean, like they'll never do that. Yeah. Um, so like, why do we have to have the B final in the short track speed skating? Like it's just. You know, and even like in say like the ice hockey, when you've got like let's have the fifth place clash classification game, like I get it, like you're gonna have a bronze medal match, and even like the World Cup soccer, I know people hate the third place game. It's such a point, but I, I like that. But like, you don't need to have like the twelfth place game. Like you can you can work out rankings. Like whoever loses the quarterfinals, you can work out who's fifth based on the best win loss record. From that point, yeah. on, you don't need to have fifth place playoff. 
um, you know, it's it's kind of pointless. One thing I just want to say, I know we've talked about it, but Canada in the World Cup, uh, I think you only need to get one more point in your next qualification game, Colin, for your men's team to make it to the World Cup for the first time in nearly 40 years. So um, I, I'm on board later this year for Off the Podium doing a World Cup special. Um, and given that Australia probably looked like we might not qualify for the first time since 2002 this year, uh, <laughs> are we talking about Germany? Colin, are we talking about Canada? And Jared, who, who's your go-to World Slovakia. Cup team? Slovakia. Slovakia, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid question, Ben. Of course it's Slovakia. Um, don't know if they can make it this year, but uh, we'll, we'll hold out hope. Um and that is it for the results. There you go. Not a busy day for, for Canada and Australia. Um, Colin, what I think you already told us what you watched. You just seem to watch a lot of hockey, apparently. Uh, yeah, hockey. And then, uh, of course, I only skipped to the third run of the slope style because I am so over Big Aaron slope style at this point, but I still am interested enough to see what happens. Uh, and uh, then, of course, Charles Hamlin winning the gold for us. Uh, but it was it was all hockey, which... I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit upset that there, we didn't have a, a more variety to what's on. I mean, it, it's going to be like this now for the next couple of days. It's just, it was a very busy day for hockey, which is great. I mean, that's what I watched. Although if I had had the choice, if CBC had been carrying something else, I might've been okay with watching something else live and then coming back to hockey later on. But still, you know, I, I might have missed Slovakia win if that had been the case. So uh, no oh. complaints, but complaints. Missed peace in, peace in our time with Slovakia's great win. Um, Jared, I mean, you're still celebrating Slovakia's and we know you watched that, but what else did you watch today? I uh, caught a little bit of the uh, alpine skiing, the slalom. Um, a tough one, that one. I feel like more than like almost half the field just didn't finish their first run. Mm. Um, and a little bit of the, uh, of the cross country sprint relays, um, the hockey, of course, um, missed the slope style completely. So there's that. Um, and obviously just watched the, uh, the short track just then. I think I pretty much watched everything you watched today. Uh, I actually caught a lot of the slope style today cause that's what was on on my shift today. Although I had the curling on in the background, um, watching that as well um yeah we obviously talked about it was great that the cross country was on in prime time and that uh they got dave cole to the commentary there so i really enjoyed that um and yeah i actually stayed up after we finished recording last night colin i uh laid in bed and watched uh, a bit of canada v china and i was even watching canada <laughs> versus rock in the curling so i i uh, did not get a chance to tell you about that you because it's you you got me worried enough about china that when you were telling me, oh, it's only 2-1 or whatever, I'm like, all right, I got to watch this. And it wasn't until it was 5-1 or whatever that I was comfortable enough turning it off and moving on with my day. Yeah, I think I went to bed at 5-1 and I saw they won at like, was it 7-2 or 7-1? So they obviously got a couple of uh, couple of late goals there. So, Quick question, because um, Jared was mentioning everybody wiping out in the slalom, which I haven't had a chance to see yet. But uh, I know that the, the temperature... We kind of joked about, you know, oh, the real athletes will come out when there's a blizzard. Forget about the fact that it is snowing. The temperature itself has been ranging between like minus 12 and minus 20, which, mm. I mean, that can really change snow conditions. I mean, I live in a climate that is, you know, minus 20 to minus 30 sometimes. Although what's funny is that every time they're saying what the temperature is, I'm like, Winnipeg is warmer than Beijing right now, which is bizarre. But I think it was like minus 12 yesterday. And that does really change the, the the snow conditions. So I kind of feel more 
not as much for the slope style because you've only got about 50 feet to go. But for these downhill uh, skiers, like that, that could be really rough. I mean, you're going to get chunks of ice. You're going to get uh, smoothed out uh, snow into ice. You're going to powder snow. It's just going to be a mix of everything. And it's probably not easy. Yeah, I mean, in Jared and our long-winded history of minus 20 degrees uh, temperatures, we completely agree. Um, you know, Jared, what's the coldest you've ever experienced in your life? I feel like, I don't know, maybe like minus 10. Wow. <laughs> I think, I, I don't even, like, I honestly think the most I've ever experienced is maybe like minus 4, minus 5. I don't ever think I've been, like, even when you go to like the snow in Mount Wellington, it's only going to be like minus two, minus three on top of that. And I think when I was in Victoria, even those times it snowed, it was only like minus three. And like when I was with you, Colin, in Winnipeg or in Montreal, when it snowed, I, I couldn't tell you what the temperature was. And it, it did, I don't think it was that cold when it snowed. It was when probably I was with the you, same. Colin, so yeah. So I've never, exp- I, I, like I, I weirdly want to, is that weird of me to say I want to experience like minus 20? Like I just, I just want to experience it. I mean, if if you live through it your entire life, you get used to it. Like, I mean, it can hit minus 30 here. And that's when I'm basically like, all right, maybe I'll want to put on a second layer. I don't own a winter jacket. I just I own pants today. I, well, <laughs> it's funny. You were saying like minus three or minus four to me, that's still shorts weather. Like I will go outside in shorts. I, I'll have long sleeves on, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I still don't own a winter jacket. I owned a winter jacket, but I found it uncomfortable. So now I just wear two hoodies. If it's like minus 30 to minus 40. The most, the highest I've experienced, I mean, not including like humid weather in like Thailand, but uh, what it was, the highest in Hobart was 43.1. Oh, highest. Uh, yeah, we, we can get up to about the, the the high 30s to 40s every once in a while here. There's Jared, I mean, you're in you're in the bloody uh, part of Sydney that mm-hmm. gets about 48, right? So, what is Sydney on you have this? A 48 degree, didn't you have a 48 degree day out that way a couple of years ago? We did, yeah. Gee, that's. That's it was a fun good. one. <laughs> yeah. I remember that 43-degree day when I had CDs in the car melt, um, like the cases literally melted. So that was fun. Uh, breaking news in the ice hockey, Finland are now 3 nothing up. And breaking news in the curling, China 5, Canada 3. So, ooh, that's nerve-wracking, Colin. Um, I Yeah, I, I said what I watched. Cool, we've gone over that. Um, fails today um none from me brilliant as always um just absolutely spot on and, and nobody's note, phone in bed tonight special note um to the great package that they put together of lydia lassler moments alongside uh richo which colin uh check out lydia lassler's social media you'll I see i think i saw actually. that yeah, she so, posted that, like a two-parter. I'm like, how many parts is there to this? <laughs> well, what actually happened? I was telling Jared off air. So basically, Joe cut to them live, and they tested the package in rehearsals, and they didn't show Lydia or Richo until they were live on air. So like watching their facial reactions to it, um, just absolutely brilliant and uh, so funny. So. But yeah, other than that, Channel 7, completely perfect. I got to play ice hockey today with uh, Joanna Griggs and uh, Matt Shervington. Uh, so I had a good time. Uh, so now if you come back and you don't catch COVID again, then yeah. <laughs> it'll be an improvement over your curling performance. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll blame Matt Shervington if I get, um, <laughs> if I get COVID again. Um, Jared, any fails today? Uh, not from today. We were talking off air, though, that the, we had the great, um, on Valentine's Day, the great uh, love montage um, 
to, I think I'm pretty sure it was All You Need Is Love or, or something like that, one of those one of those typical songs that they use for uh, Valentine's Day. Um, but, yeah, so much love at the Olympics, just like I swear every athlete who did, like, the, like, heart hand gesture. Um, oh. I did get a laugh out of, like, the two, it was, like, two hockey players, like, headbutting in slow motion, so it looked like they're about to kiss throughout the montage. <laughs> it, was, it was a great moment. Um, but, yeah, just... Uh, right up there with the hair montage from Rio. Not as good, but um, but that's like top two. That's on the podium. I just, I just love the fact that this hair montage from Rio has stood the test of time. I want to, I, I, I was digging through old Olympic tapes tonight because we'll play a clip in a moment. Uh, I had a chat with Joe today, and we talk about her interview with Dale Beg Smith, and I share that in our chat with you guys because I found Joe's interview with Dale Beg Smith from Turin. I want to go back through our, the Rio footage that I've got to see if I can find that hair montage just to shit Jared. Is um, this the famous interview? It's like, how does it feel to be an Olympic gold medalist? Good. Good. You, I'm happy. Watch it. It's it's actually a lot better than I remembered. I, I didn't share the one from Channel 9 in 2010 with Eddie Maguire where basically I rewatched it and the whole interview was Eddie Maguire going, you were robbed. The Canadian only won because of hometown advantage. And basically Dale Big Smith is like, I don't like to comment on these sort of things. That's up to the judges. I'm satisfied with my performance. And Eddie Maguire's like, no, but you were robbed. Like clearly Canada only did it because they haven't won a gold at home in like three attempts. And basically he's like, well, again, as I said, I don't really want to comment. Like that's up to the judges and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I did love another segment when Eddie Maguire is reading out tweets from angry Canadians basically saying, like, you can keep Dale Begg Smith. We won the gold. And then Eddie Maguire turns around and goes, like, yeah, well, it took you 36 years to win a gold medal at home. So what are you talking about, Canada? <laughs> and it's like, ooh, burn. <laughs> Do you know Eddie Maguire I don't remember Canada it being so that bitter on this side of the pond. <laughs> oh, I don't remember it being that bitter at all. But apparently Eddie Maguire made it. Although I will say, and this is apparently Ben talks up Channel 9's coverage 12 years ago. Um, when uh, Australian comedian Mick Malloy, you know who Mick Malloy is, Colin. You watch Boytown. He was one of the main mm-hmm. two in Boytown, um, and he's still doing, like, comedy stuff on Channel 7 at the moment. But um, they, they did, like, this little montage where he, he says, Eddie McGuire's like, oh, yeah, I saw your interview last night with Dale, and I think he's I think Dale's getting a bit of an unfair rap in the media. I took him out in the town last night, and this is what happened. So they got, like, some guy dressed in, like, Dale Begsmith's costume and basically, like, went out drinking wine, went to, like, a strip club, and it's basically, like, Dale Begsmith, like, vomiting in a bin. Um, and it's, it's, fun. it's kind of funny. I'll, I'll have to see if I can isolate that clip and send it to you both. So um, the comedy of Dale Begsmith in the late 2000s was hilarious nowadays. Uh, a text message from him to uh, to Cooper Woods basically makes news. So, um, anyway, um, what are we talking about? Fails. Colin, um, Jared, had you finished on your fails? Yeah, that was it. You've done that? Cool. All right. Um, Colin, fails for, for CVC or anything? I only had one, uh, which was during the uh, the, the slope style. Uh, and I don't, I don't know the name of the guy that you mentioned, the Kiwi. Oh, uh, Sheep McGee, sure. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, when he was getting ready to go for his final run, uh, the commentator said, the Kiwi is going to have to go bananas if he wants to get on the podium. <laughs> and they repeated that joke three times uh, as if they thought it was the most brilliant thing that anybody had ever said. Wow. That's um, that's pretty good. Great job, CBC. Um, I have a fail. You two know what the fail is. Bing Dwen Dwen. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Bing Dwen Dwen lost a limb today. Um, so if people don't 
realize there are lots of little viral videos going around of um i don't know if they're just locals or just fans who just happen to be filming various bing dwen dwen antics and putting them on like tiktok and there's a, a bing dwen which is like the inflatable bing dwen dwen costume which is my favorite and basically it's little bing dwen dwen standing outside i think the figure skating venue going like oh look at me i'm bing dwen dwen i'm gonna do like a triple lutz see scream and semen or something like that and basically does it spins around <laughs> face plants again and his leg falls off which I'm trying not to laugh too much because, hey, I'm going to get loud and be, I'm going to start coughing. But, um, Jared, I wish we could put a montage together of all the Bing Dwen Dwen. Surely this makes you love Bing Dwen Dwen more. That'd be worth it. Yeah. I, I See, I can now appreciate the ice suit that I hated because it just makes the mascot that much more bulky, which just <laughs> leaves so much more room for, for stuff to go wrong. So I appreciate that. Colin, I'm going to get to I mean, work on a montage of Bing Dwenden to uh, Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba for you guys. Oh, I think you need to bring back the boys to men, Colin. I mean, God, I'll make love to you. You've been sitting on that for about nearly 30 years. Oh, um, just- you know what I missed? I totally missed Canada's women in the team pursuit putting that to default. Oh, God damn it. Why not? Come on. And not not mildly advocate, advocate or whatever our new band is called, basically. Um, <laughs> mildly adequate. Normally sure. adequate, mildly adequate, default, all the same thing. Hey, we're an Olympic gold medal winning podcast now. We, we're, we're better than that. <laughs> um, when we win our, when we win the Sports Podcast Awards vote now, we have to thank Charles, Olympic gold medalist, yeah. from on the podium. So just saying. A- again, also, we'll just point out that, it, yes, it has broken the curse, but this is exactly what Colin was saying. I'm going to find little loopholes here. <laughs> Still yet to win an individual gold. Had to be a part of a team. Oh, of um, course. <laughs> come on. I mean, you see Jack Wallace will win it next month in the Paralympics. Oh, part of a team. Um, so, you know, just saying. Um, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> come on, join in, Jared. It's fun. <laughs> Well, J- J- Jared nearly got COVID. He's hanging around people with COVID. Like, he might have it in a couple of days. So, he's oh. joining the club. Yeah. Just saying. Fingers crossed for um, in time for the uh, closing ceremony. <laughs> I spoke again today with the wonderful Joanna Griggs. And uh, it's been a while, a week, essentially. And we talked, as you'll hear, about two very important days in Australian sporting history particularly one which we'll get to very shortly about what our big celebration is today. But uh, here is my brief chat I had today with the one, the only, Joanna Griggs. Well, I thought we were going to have our next guest on, you know, maybe every day, every two days, but <laughs> one of us went and got COVID, so that kind of put, um, you know, a pin in that. But it's a pleasure to welcome back Joanna Griggs to Off the Podium. Joe, first of all, welcome back. Uh, thank you, and good to have you back. It's like having my left arm back again. It's fantastic. I'll work my way to the right eventually, so <laughs> it will go that way. Um, how? How? Only a couple of days ago now. Uh, it's flown by, but uh, how? How have you found these Olympics compared to when we last spoke? Uh, you know, in terms of just the the action, the stories, everything compared to the other Winter Olympics that you have covered. Ah, uh, to be honest, it's very different because we're not on the ground um, in Beijing, obviously, and the the two that I've previously done were in Salt Lake and we're in Torino. But to be honest, I feel like uh, you're definitely more connected with the whole team that puts it together which is actually what makes working on a Winter Olympics so amazing and um, I mean I love I do love the storytelling that we're able to do um, you know they obviously put the editors put a huge amount of work into putting those packages together and, and and just trying to take every opportunity that we can just to get more out of more broader stories not just 
course, the Australian story is out. I love the challenge of that. So every opportunity that we have, we just jump into that. So, look, I had an absolute ball. Um, I, I only have, well, I've only got a couple of days to go because um, I don't have to do the weekend shift because we do that from Beijing. So I'll be able to go home and watch it all weekend and just um, enjoy it from a much more comfortable position. <laughs> I've been doing that for the last week and I can tell you <laughs> you want to get back into the studio. Two significant milestones that I want yes. to talk to you about quickly. Yep. Today... 20 years yep. since Bradbury won the gold. Stephen Bradbury Day, people. It, it, Stephen it, it is. Day. Stephen Bradbury. Do you remember that? Because obviously you were hosting in Salt Lake City. Yeah. I mean, were you watching the race? Was it somebody where everyone was like, quick, everyone tune into the speed skate and this is what happened? Like, where were you when this actually happened and what were your memory from that happening? Uh, I, we were out in the road. I remember we were out in the road when, when he was actually racing and it was being um, phoned through as to what was happening. And we, we couldn't believe it. We could not, we couldn't believe how it was happening. Then, of course, by the time we actually got back to the studios in Salt Lake City, it was plastered everywhere. We, yeah, we all, I think we watched about 10 times and you were just as amazed the 10th time as you were the first yeah. time. Um, and then he actually came into the studio with wow. his medal and with his parents. And, uh, you know, it was, they're the magic moments that, that obviously are extra special for anyone that works on it. You don't get to see those moments obviously all the time mm-hmm. on camera. And certainly back then we didn't even, I, I don't even know if we had the capability to ca- capture all those moments. I think we had someone filming it. But um, but it's, look, it was so exciting because he was so humble and so down to earth. He still is. Yeah. I mean, I saw him the other day. He gave you beers. He, he did, you thank you. Yes, I got beers from Stephen Bradbury. Get, <laughs> Olympic gold medalist is like, oh, Cole, poor guy, give him some beers from me. I'm like, of course he's carrying a slap around the foyer of the hotel. Yeah, it's just <laughs> He's got him ready to go. Like last man standing beer. If you want some, just bump into Steve. He'll give you one. There it is. But I think the thing that that, that really struck home to me is like he he's actually such an amazing man. Like when you go back through his story and you go back through, you know, he almost died when he you know, cut himself on his skates and events before he, he was involved with our first ever medal with the bronze mm-hmm. in Lily Harmer. Um, and and I, sometimes it annoys me when people take the Mickey out of him a little bit and, and everyone. Yeah, you know, I get that there's the doing the Bradbury thing, but you got to be at the Olympics for that to happen. You got to yeah. be in the quarterfinal. You've got to be in the semi-finals, and then you've got to position yourself in the right spot for it to actually work in your favour. And I think I've really been uh, enjoying the short track this time round, and, and you've seen lots of thrills and spills, and you, you actually haven't seen even Australia's own Brendan Corey. Um, it didn't actually work in his favour. If he actually held back a little bit, he he actually may have progressed. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, I think there's quite. A, a significant amount of brilliance around Stephen Bradbury and I do love how humble he is and he's a bit loose so he's always fun <laughs> and and it's just an extraordinary achievement to have the first winter medal and then the first Olympic winter gold medal is just an, an amazing bit of history. I actually think he's a bit like Beetlejuice because I was telling you the story about how <laughs> yesterday I was uh, in the researchers lounge yep. and I sort of loosely mentioned I haven't met Stephen Bradbury yet within three seconds he literally walked in so I'm like <laughs> so it's, it's this Beetlejuice he just appears when you say his name but, uh, what, about, what about you as well? Like, um, we're talking to Scotty McGrory, yeah. you know, another amazing <laughs> Olympic gold medalist from the Summer Games in the Madison, and and, uh, and we're all having a gas bag, and and he goes, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. Um, oh, yeah, my name's Scott McGrory, and he goes, oh, you're COVID Ben. <laughs> so you've got this new moniker of always COVID Ben. <laughs> That's my my great nickname. The other one that I know we talked about this back in yeah. our interview, but yesterday, 16 years to the day since Dale Wegg Smith won his gold medal, yeah. he, did Daily Dale get the 
Daily Dale. <laughs> See, like, I want to give... The, I don't know if we can do that. I mean, he nearly got it just for texting, um, you know, what's his face Wait, in the... So you actually confirmed he's alive because we're not known where he is. Yeah. And so when you told me this morning that he contacted Cooper Woods, yeah. which is just extraordinary that he is obviously still so connected and obviously through his coach, but, I mean, how fantastic. Can you imagine being Cooper yeah. and getting a message? Well, he was saying that. He was like... Cooper was actually saying, like, how amazing that was and how that spurred him on to Milan. Like, and, like, that's obviously the prestige that Dale Smith has in that community, right? Yeah. Like, even though, like, as you said in our interview, not the easiest guy to interview. <laughs> but, I mean, because that, that would have been completely different in Turin because he went into that yeah. favourite to win. So, again, were you at the event? Were you, like, back in studio somewhere? And, I mean, sort of, do you remember him winning the gold before you ultimately got to interview the legend? Well, I was, again, out. I was out basically just finding amazing locations all day, every day, and I got called back um, into the studios for the sit-down interview. Mm. And I knew he was going to be tricky, so I actually knew he was he was going to be a challenge um and as I think I've discussed it with you before where I, I kind of had admiration for it because it's not easy to to actually be so controlled that you just give away little one word answers to things or he can steer it you could try any which way and and as an interviewer you've got 50 different ways to ask the similar questions or to to maybe kind of warm somebody up to get them to to actually open up and he was just extraordinary he he only gave exactly what he wanted to give but what has always impressed me is that there's I've never, ever, ever heard anyone from the Australian skiing fraternity say a bad word about him. They all rave about him. And it's, and like, even like little tiny things like we posted yesterday, obviously it was 16 years. And, you know, we've got a, a few former Olympians and guests who follow us. Lydia Lasser, of all people, just liked the post. And like, I mean, it, even someone like who's Lydia Lasser, yeah. who obviously sees like, oh, there's Dale Beck Smith. I love Dale Beck Smith. Yeah. I'm going to like that picture. So, and when we had Britt Cox on the other month, you know, she was saying that, yeah. How they, fabulous. And it's just, it's insane because he, he doesn't get talked about in... Which I think is, is, is what he wanted. I yeah. think he really just wanted to let his athletic performances be just about the athletic performances. And he had lots of reasons as to why he didn't want his personal story to, to come out. So he's actually done, and you have to have admiration for the fact that, that an athlete is that clever, mm. that as opposed to the media, which spends most of its life manipulating athletes and telling their stories, he actually controlled it completely. Yeah. So Bloody huge great. respect. And that's why we love him. That's why he's this <laughs> enigma when it comes to uh, the... Enigmatic and mysterious. Exactly. That's why we love him. Uh, with a couple of days to go... Yeah. Uh, uh, what are you most looking forward to uh, in terms of events that are coming up? And yes, you are allowed to talk about the ice uh, hockey. I was about to say, if I don't answer ice hockey, ice hockey, ice hockey, and anything that um, Canada is in, we, we, we have two gold now. Yes, we, we, we have this uh, little joke, Ben and I, that has been going for the last week and a half, which is, you know, we go through the results and we go through the stories that we think are the the best stories each time, and pretty much um, Ben's first five suggestions involve any <laughs> any result that has a Canadian in it. So it's Australians first. First, then Canadians, <laughs> and then everything else comes out. Literally that. today, I'm like, Joe, did you know that yesterday in the biathlon, six was Canada's best ever finish? Yeah, don't know if we'll be able to fit that in today, Ben, but thank you. I was like, Ben, there's actually an amazing story with the biathlon that we might focus on, actually. Uh, yeah, that involves, you know, Malay getting his uh, five medals at these games. And yep. should go through all this, he's like, but, but Canada came six. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which, you know, comes across. But, uh, I mean, 
Does that make you want to cheer on for Canada and the women's particularly oh, tomorrow? 100%. I'm hundred percent. In the women's eyes hockey, I am Team Canada all the way. And I want you to cheer on for Charles Hamlin tonight <laughs> because for off the podium, we're still yet to get a gold medalist from any of our guests. So last chance of these guys. No disrespect to like Sammy and Bree. They've still got events to go. Greta's still got to go. But Charles is it. I think genuine Who's chance of getting the gold okay, tonight. Right, I'm, I'm going to break this curse, Joe. Okay, I'm on board. Hey, we've been cursing. We've literally been cursing <laughs> athletes. The amount of times that we profile someone and then they just about fall over in the next. Event, so I'm, yeah. I feel your pain, yep. uh, and I'm, I'm on board. All right, cool. We might get you on for one more segment before uh, we wrap things up here in uh, Melbourne. But uh, Joe, always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Yours are so welcome, and that was very official. Thank you. Nah, ha, 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 ha. No, no laugh, Jared. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> play along, Jared. Come on. Um, great, great value, Joe. And yeah, we'll try and get her on uh, one more time before the end of the Olympics. Um, the celebration day today, Colin, I got the wrong speed skater, um, apparently. She liked our post, though, and yes. shared it on her social media. So tell us about our new favourite fan that isn't Irene Wust. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it, you mixing up with Sydney Clawson is something that happens quite often because they competed together. They were our two big stars of speed skating, uh, especially in Turin. Uh, and they're both from Winnipeg. So living here, there is a giant mural of Cindy Clausen and Clara Hughes side by side that uh, everybody in the city knows. Uh, but Clara Hughes, uh, her greatest distinction is even just a speed skater. It's the fact that she has medaled in both cycling and speed skating and is the only Olympian in any country ever, like literally the only Olympian ever to win multiple medals at both the summer winter games. There's only a handful who have ever medaled in both summer winter Olympics. She has medaled multiple times in the summer and multiple times in winter. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think what's her final count here. Seven, seven lifetime medals between two Olympics, which is incredible. Uh, she's probably also even more famous now. And, uh, that's probably what she's best known for now is being an advocate for mental health uh, way before Simone Biles did. Thank you very much. So, Legendary Clara Hughes, not Cindy Clausen. Cindy Clausen's already come and gone, though, so we're on a speed skating run. That we are, and apologies to Cindy and Clara for getting you confused because Cindy, I don't think liked our post because Clara did. So um, <laughs> you know, just just saying. So did Irene, everyone. So uh, Finland are bronze medalists in women's ice hockey, four nothing over Switzerland. Is that up there, Jared, with you for Slovakia's win today, or just it just can't top it? <laughs> I feel like nothing can beat it. That's just life. That's better than Jackie winning silver. Mm, I don't know if I go that far. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> get, the, get the Jackie Narricot jersey for him instead. Um, when Slovakia somehow makes it to the gold medal match and wins mm, the gold medal, then. Yeah. Then come back to me. So, so what's going to happen if it's a Canada-Slovakia semi? We're going to have these two battling it out, basically. You're going to be outnumbered, Jared. What's going on? Um, <laughs> anyway, um, today is a little day we like to call Stephen Bradbury Day. Uh, 20 years ago on this very day, Stephen Bradbury won Australia's first ever Winter Olympic gold medal in maybe the most famous speed skating race ever at the Olympics, maybe one of the most famous races ever in the Olympics. Um, just incredible, uh, incredible race. And, of course, member of uh, our short track relay team that won a bronze medal back in Lillehammer. We've already had relay team day, of course. Uh, kind of poignant that that also had the 5,000 metres on today as well. So uh, iconic, iconic. What what else can you say about Stephen, Jared? Like, I mean, wh what a man. 
what a man. The the amount of times I've have seen that clip <laughs> over the over the past week and a half. Um, and it never gets old. It doesn't. And I feel like each time I watch it, I like notice something different. Uh, and each time I watch it, he looks further behind than the last time I watch it. And each time I watch it, you expect a different outcome and it's just, it's the same thing. Um, it just is, it's like, it's so iconic. The fact that it was the first Australian Olymp- winter Olympic gold medal. The fact that it's just become like a turn of like phrase in everyday life. Um, it's just, I don't know, words can't describe it. Which, I mean, Colin knows it too in Canada. I mean, do, do you actually, outside of obviously being involved in this podcast, do you remember during like that when that happened? Like, did that make much news in City? Everybody remembers that. Um, and if, if anybody forgot, listen to our interview with Apollo Ono where half of the questions are about Stephen Bradbury beating him. <laughs> and Apollo was very gracious in answering. And I actually loved that, uh, you know, instead of Apollo being like, well, thanks for the reminder, uh, he, uh, what was it? He said something like, uh, you know, that was the most important race of his life. Mm. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, sorry. I thought you had more to add. <laughs> oh, great ending point. That was fantastic. Well done, Colin. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. And go out and buy Last Man Standing beer. Because... Uh, I got it given to me. I didn't uh, pay for it, but... Uh, COVID Ben had it given to him. COVID Ben, the COVID Ben. And I think I've told the story before on this podcast, but when I went to Salt Lake City and I went to uh, watch a Utah jazz game, which at the time I think the Vivint Smart Loans Arena or whatever the hell it's called, but that was the venue that the speed skating was in, the short track speed skating was in. So I actually went there with former Oslet, Alec Culver, and um, I was more excited to be in the stadium where Stephen Bradbury won his gold medal. And also the, the, the venue where Jamie Soleil and David Peltier won their gold medal as well. I should have also paid homage to that. So if you go to Salt Lake and go to a Utah Jazz game, celebrate Australian sporting history and Canadian sporting history in the same venue. So uh, happy Stephen Bradbury Day. Um, Daily Dale Day. Um, I've only got one nominee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, who would it be? I, I, I feel, Colin, you and I might have either a similar one or the same one. So let's go to Jared. Jared, who have you got? Is it all of Slovakia? Pretty much. I was like, I'm just going to nominate the entire team. Like, don't make me pick an individual player. Uh, I can if you want me to, but I'm nominating the entire, like, ice hockey team. Well, I'm nominating a player um, from Team Slovakia. Uh, Colin, is that who you're – are you going to nominate a player from Team Slovakia or is, are you just doing the whole team as well? Or don't want to unmute yourself there or anything, Boomer. Um, I think the kid's probably up or something. He's he's being back to being a beloved father. We'll come back to Colin. Um, I am nominating Patrick Rybar, the goalie, who saved everything in that final in the shootout. Did a great job in the uh, extra time period as well. And yeah, so I think to me, it's it's Team Slovakia's goaltender. Patrick Ryan, his name's Rybar. It just it sounds like he should be a goalie, basically. Like they're calling bar. him Rebar here. Well, that too. Like <laughs> the amount of pronunciations I heard today for like fifteen different skiers. When I researched <laughs> their names, I literally went on to like official interviews with them on YouTube, uh, videos on their own social media where they're saying, "Hi, I'm such and such." This is obviously how they pronounce oh, yeah. their name. But then you had like twenty different commentators saying it twenty different ways. So it's Rebar, Rybar, whatever the fuck. That's why I'm putting up. Who are you putting uh, up, Colin? 
So I was actually going to ask about this because I almost feel like it's unfair to give it to one athlete. And I understand we have a large team and everything, but considering we have given it to the Canadian ski jumping team, um, I was going to push for let's give it to team Slovakia. Uh, but my backup choice, if it wasn't going to be the whole team was Patrick Rebar. Um, I mean, he, he stopped like 33 shots in the entire uh, game and then stopped every shot in the shootout, which was incredible. So he, he would be my star of the game, but I would be for giving it to just team Slovakia. I, th- I think it's a solid point. You say we did put up team Canada for the ski jumping. And I think Jared's got the uh, selling point there of his beloved Slovakia. So um, yeah, I, I say just the whole team. I'm I'm with you. So, okay, Daily Dale. Is that the second time in our history we've put up a team? So, well done there, Team Slovakia. I look forward to putting up Team Burkina Faso in the men's handball <laughs> in Paris. Um, very exciting for that. Um, before we look ahead to tomorrow, because I think we've already got our Daily Dale locked in tomorrow because it's the last chance we can put her up. So, uh, that's mm-hmm. happening tomorrow. Uh, quick <laughs> look on the medal tally because we actually have breaking news in 100 metres. Uh, I said that an uh, Asian country had won every gold medal in the women's 15 at the Olympic stage. True, because it has went silver Hannah Fontana, which that is that at all these Olympics. So she's now on at least 11 or 12 overall, easily the most decorated. I think it's 11 now. 11, yeah. So well, that must be a third of the games. Um, and Susan Schultling, bronze in that one, uh, which, again, considering four years ago she won their very first ever medal in short track speed skating, the Dutch, and now they've won about three or four. So the Dutch has taken over all speed skating events, clearly. They'll be winning ice hockey gold medals in eight years. Don't worry. Um, so yeah, that closes out short track speed skating. So, uh, well done Korea there, but the medal tally as it stands now, Norway are now on 13 gold, seven silver, eight bronze, 28 in total. Now only twice in the history of the winter Olympics has a country won 14 gold medals. Norway did it in 2018 and Canada of course did it in 2010. So uh, I don't know how many gold we predict. I think we said like 25 gold or something like that. We've, you know, <laughs> a bit short of that. But Norway have still got three days, four days, to create Winter Olympic history by going for the 15, the magical 15. Jared, can they do it? Can the Norwegians break, create history? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Done. Slovakia will do it. Germany. But just not Norway. Done. Just... They've run out of cross-country and biathlon events, Jared, so they just, just can't do it? Yeah, just not feeling it. Not feeling it? You know? Okay, all right. But- need to pick up that silver and bronze count. Yeah, there shouldn't be a focus on the gold. They should be slowing down when they're in gold medal position to boost their other numbers a bit. <laughs> and this is why Jared is a goat of off the podium. Says it how it is. Just uh, he, he's not afraid to talk down the Norwegians. And let's be honest, the Norwegians need to be taken down a few pegs. So, um <laughs> Thank you, Jared. We appreciate your honesty. Colin, uh, are you going to be the Jared or, and be honest or the Ben and suck up? Uh, what's the question? Uh, will Norway get to the magical 15 mark of the gold medals? I mean, how many more cross-country events do we have? I think we've got like two. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm gonna say yes. Okay. All right. And part of me saying yes is because I think that I might curse them and it'll be a no. And uh, <laughs> a record will not be broken. <laughs> we'll have to wait till the next games. I'm just going to be Switzerland and say, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, screw it. They'll do it. They will. Um, I, I think they will. So go Norway. Um, 
Germany second. They've still got a couple more sliding events to come, so they'll win a couple more. Uh, 10 gold, 6 silver, 4 bronze, 20 for them. USA, 8 gold, 7 silver, 4 bronze, 19 for them. China doing gangbusters. 7 gold, 4 silver, 2 bronze, 13. And Austria, 6 gold, 7 silver, 4 bronze, 17. Canada with their third gold still aren't in the top 10. Can you believe it? Um, 11th they are in. But uh, when you win the women's hockey gold tomorrow, Colin... Uh, you still will not move into the top 10 because France has won more silvers than you have. So, um, <laughs> poor Canada. Uh, they, they, it's going to take every hockey gold and every curling gold in order to do it. And bad news, you've dropped a fifth in the overall medal tally now, actually. So, um, come on, Canada, win some more bronze, all right? Rock has more, more bronze in Canada now. God, it's disaster for Canada. Um, three gold, four silver, 11 bronze, 18 in total. Australia... 17th, uh, one gold, two silver, one bronze, and 17th in the total as well. So um, we're doing all right there, Australia. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow is Esther Day 4, final day of Esther. Uh, we thought we were only going to have two, and we've gotten double the Esther. Um, she's in the women's combined, uh, also in the men's combined. She's doing both. Um, and <laughs> I mean, like we talked about that. I think we all knew she was doing the downhill, but like she literally, when she finished the super G the other day, was like, yeah, I might do the combined. Um, so like, again, as we keep saying, I believe she's just announced that she's going to be in the Nordic combined teams. Um, uh, she will be in the men's ice hockey gold medal match against Slovakia. Uh, traditional rivals, <laughs> of course, Czech Republic and Slovakia. So heated, heated one that will be. Um, and I also believe she's just announced that she's entered as the eleventh uh, team in Formula One for the twenty twenty two Formula One season, and also a uh, wild card entry for Wimbledon. Jared, so how do you think Esther will go? Will she vaccinated? Will she be allowed to compete? Oh, Esther's a legend. She's vaccinated. She'll oh. be there. Es- Esther is the vaccination. Like literally, you go and get your vaccination. They just show you a picture of Esther Ledecker, and it's like, I'm vaccinated. That's just that's just that's how true. Works. She she just she she is immunity, you know. <laughs> like can't catch anything, and no one can catch her either. It's like it's like Chuck Norris facts. It's Esther Ledecker facts, right? Like just, oh, let's start coming up with those. Just <laughs> all right. I, I like a challenge. We'll we'll read a few of these out before we go. But she's in the combine tomorrow, and um, I I had a brief chat with John O'Brower, our uh, expert commentator on Channel Seven today, two time Olympian. And I said to him, Jono, how's Esther going to do tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, not good. And I'm like, why not? It's like, she, she's a speed skier. She's not good at the technical side of things. So I was like, oh, okay, way to shut me down. Um, but as I said to Jared off air, there's only like 20 competitors in this tomorrow. So she'll at least be top 20. So uh, that'll be good. A um, couple of uh, off the podium guests tomorrow. Sammy Kennedy Sim in the women's ski cross is happening tomorrow. Uh, and, of course, Taylor Fletcher in the team uh, Nordic combined going there as well. Uh, but the big one tomorrow, of course, is the women's gold medal match in the ice hockey. Colin, how are you feeling? How are Canada feeling? Is this being talked up a little bit more now that you that we're there for the big day tomorrow? And um, did you say ski cross starts tomorrow as well? Uh, it, it is, yes, uh, tomorrow. Oh, then Correct. there's the second thing I want to watch because uh, that's another one of Canada's great hopes is ski cross. So if, if we lost. can have... You've never lost that one. And the women's never lost, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, been meddling in the men's as well. But uh, I'm we're, we're coming off of a gold and silver in Pyeongchang. 
Uh, and if, if we end up losing now, I shouldn't have mentioned that I was going to watch it on the air. <laughs> Which I will say that uh, my beloved internet connection did cut out for most of what you said about the women's gold medal match tomorrow, but I'm going to assume you said you're excited. So uh, we'll go with that. Sure am. <laughs> um, we also have more training in the four-man bobsled. I don't know if any of you saw Jamaica going down today uh, there, but the men's semis are also in the curling tomorrow as well. So stay tuned for that. The women's uh, free skate in the figure skating, funnily enough, that's what generally happens in that one. Uh, Obviously, I said the Nordic combined in the teams and the women's 1,000 metres. Irene Vuss off the podium's favourite guest. She loves our tweets. Irene just loves us to bits. Um, Her final event tomorrow, the 1,000 metres. So uh, can she get that 14th medal, which uh, I'm going to say no, but uh, she will try. Her best. Um, breaking news in the curling. Holy fuck, Knuckles. Breaking news in the curling. Last update was China 5, Canada 3. Current update is China 5, Canada 8. Fucking Ooh. hell. <laughs> Jennifer Jones, what have you done? <laughs> just, she, Esther Ledecter joined the team, I think. <laughs> she, <just> subbed, <laughs> she subbed in. They're like, fuck, we're losing. Get Esther. She'll, she'll, she'll do as well. Um, fucking hell! It's it's nil all in the Sweden Canada match, by the way. Um, let's let's have a look at some Esther facts now that she's winning curling, shall we? Um, Esther Ledecker doesn't. Oh, you, oh, you, you go ahead then. No, please. Well, I was just going to say, um, Esther Ledecker can kill two stones with one bird. Uh, yes. Esther Ledecker can strangle you with a cordless phone. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time Esther Ledecker was ever wrong uh, was when he thought when she thought she had made a mistake. Um. <laughs> Outer space exists because it's afraid to be on the same planet with Esther Ledecker. That's very true. I, I've heard all of those. Um, Esther Ledecker doesn't read books. She stares them down until she gets the information she wants. Uh, time waits for no woman unless that woman is Esther Ledecker. If you spell Esther Ledecker and Scrabble, you win forever. Um, <laughs> Esther Ledecker breathes air five times a day. Uh, <laughs> In the beginning, there was nothing. Then Esther Ledecker roundhouse kicked nothing and told it to get a job. That's the truth. When God said, let there be light, Esther said, say please. <laughs> um, oh, God, these are brilliant. Um, Esther Ledecker appeared in the Street Fighter 2 video game, but was removed by beta testers because every button caused her to do a roundhouse kick. When asked about this glitch... Esther Decker replied, that's no glitch. Um, Esther Decker does not sleep. She waits. Um, <laughs> I could go on. No, these are too, too many. Um, Jared, how would you rate those on the uh, the Jared joke scale? Well, they're Esther related, so they're off the chart. Absolutely. 15 out of 10, basically. We hit triple digits. <laughs> triple digits. Um this has been a fun episode. Day two of Karen Voice. Um, Colin joined us late. Jared loves Slovakia. And we go to bed as off-the-podium Olympic gold medalists. So thank you, Charles Hamlin. Thank you very much for breaking the dark. No, no, no. This no. Is- Charles Hamlin, thank us. Yeah, well, exactly. So now, now, when we get our guests on the show, we can literally say, there's no curse. We've won gold medals now. Well, I mean, we, we, what are we up to now? I think like uh, like 10 medals now out of our guests. I think off the top of my, top of my head, what do we get? Eight in Tokyo. Yeah, we've got uh, we've Ooh. got sets as well. Yeah, we do. One of every Ooh. color, at least. Two in these Olympics, so we're up to about 11, 10 or eleven now. So um, 
well done. Well done, Charles, and well done to everybody who has won medals better than us. Until we win the Sports Podcast Awards, uh, which you can vote, of course, Sports with Jared today. I mean, you've had four days, Jared. I expected you to vote at least 400 times. Yeah, that was the entire holiday was just voting for the Sports Podcast Awards. You, that's, you just lied to us. You're like, oh, yeah, it's my mum's birthday. No, it wasn't your mum's birthday. You didn't go away. You just sat in your computer for four days straight and vote, 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 Refresh vote, vote. vote. Refresh vote. That's it. Absolutely. Colin, that's why you were late tonight, right? Like you were you were voting. I mean, no, that's why I didn't sleep last night because I was up all night voting. And Estelle Decker, I believe, has just started voting. So we are definitely going to win 100%. Um, sportspodcastawards.com vote for us we're still winning fingers crossed yay um, like us on all the social media channels uh, Facebook Twitter Instagram MySpace um, uh, I don't know Vine we don't use TikTok we use Vine we're, we're, we're in with the kids um, so AOL Messenger um, DM us <laughs> poke us on no, what was the one on MSN it wasn't poke it was nudge wasn't it mm. that like weird nudge thing god those were the days find us on teen chat um, don't find me on teen chat I'm banned uh, but all of that and just get get in touch Irene Vust liked us on Twitter ladies and gentlemen join the cool kids on Twitter and like our tweets okay just saying Olympic gold medalist Charles Hamlin liked us uh and as did uh clara hughes slash cindy Clarkson. i can't remember which one, which. <laughs> one of them <laughs> they, they did something on there um jared oh god i'm dying uh, my, my voice is getting loud. sorry karen sorry karen it's only one o'clock you're probably going to ring up reception in a minute uh jared great to have you back thank you very much and uh go slovakia unless they play canada and then go canada either way go slovakia but you know good to be back Great to, great to have you back. And Colin, as always, thank you very much. And con- on behalf of Ben Waterworth, congratulations for your interviewer having won a gold medal. I still will sit here and twiddle my thumbs with my three bronze, four bronze. What have I won? Three bronze. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One day you can hope to be the interviewer that I am. <laughs> you can aspire to have athletes win gold medals by piggybacking off of your success. I, I literally have only won bronze medals, haven't I? This is, um, hmm. okay. <laughs> Jeez. And no Australians. No Australians still. God, sorry, Australia. Stop interviewing Australians. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Uh, as always, to Karen Next Door, Get Fucked, uh, to Jason Momoa, thanks for being alive i saw you in that trailer thing you're looking as jason momoish as always sorry that you're getting a divorce from your wife um that's sad and as always it is sad like they've been together for ages but hey ladies he's single and men um i mean who would you choose oscar erickson or jason momoa well it has to be jason momoa really jared yeah what do you think about jason that? momoa <laughs> I'm picking Oscar, but that's just because he's great with the mop, so, you know, the house is always going to be clean. And Jason Momoa's got a little dick, remember, Colin? Like, Oscar's a man. He's got a massive dong. Like, Jason, come on, it's tiny. Um, and we better close. We better leave. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning off the podium. Sports Podcast Award nominated. Uh, New York Times Top 6 Podcast talking about Jason Momoa's penis. Uh, and until next time, go left.
What an episode. You loved every single second of it. It's been, again, just quickly reminding you once again, if you want to help us win a Sports Podcast Award, sportspodcastawards.com, register to vote, click on Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast section, listen to the other nominees, and then go, hey, off the podium's awesome. They're so good. They put in so much work and so much effort, and we just love them, and they deserve to go on the podium for once. Ben's awesome. Jared's awesome. Colin's okay, but he's also kind of awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And particularly if you've actually listened to the rest of this and ended up here, because generally I assume you've well and truly tuned out by now. But seriously, if you're at this point of the podcast, then you're a true listener. And that means that you're a true fan and you should vote for us. Sportspodcastawards.com. Do it now. We will thank you forever. Literally ever. Like every episode moving forward, we will thank you forever. Sportspodcastawards.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time on Off the Podium. I'm I'm really going to go now. Bye.